A second ship production. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to another episode of the Shoot Your Shot podcast. I am your host, C. Diddy, a.k.a. Kyrie Curving, a.k.a. Diddy Hendrix, a.k.a. Iron Man, Diddy Stark. And to my left is the illustrious. Hey, y'all. It's your girl, Ali Nicole, a.k.a. your favorite little shit talker, a.k.a. that little baby who just won't listen, a.k.a. Ali, are you okay? Because this is like the third recording. I've been battling this sinus infection. And You're not battling the sinus infection. The sinus infection is battling you. At this point, it's like the war of the north. Like y'all got it. I like the it north hurts. Remembers. All right. By the way, uh, update next week. Y'all will get the full Game of Thrones. Yeah. Recap episode. I'm on. I just finished episode three of season seven. Um, by the time we record next week, I will be a We appreciate you, like, being so diligent about this, because we've been on your ass. <laughs> bro, bro, like, y'all have been at my neck. Tell Cersei it was me. <laughs> hey, if you're going to die. That's the way you do it. If you're going to die, regardless. That's the way you go out. Die talking Ooh. shit. I ain't even mad at you. <laughs> she was like, yo, sisters If you gotta go disease. out, that's the way you go yo, out. Yo, sisters are disease. You gonna die because of her. And this poison that you about to give me, I hope it don't have me like your dead ass son. She said, I, I pray I go out easier than, than Joffrey. I was like, oh, 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 You know oh, how much? Oh, oh, yo, Jamie ain't gotten there, man. We ain't gonna get the full details. But oh, that know, was disrespectful. It was just, so disrespectful. Just know, but one time we, you thought Jamie was gonna have a win. He ain't have a win. He didn't. Like, you about to kill Shorty and do what you needed to do. And, she, and Jamie just sat there sick. Like, take that, take that. Bad sick. boy, bad boy, baby. Ooh, sick. Anyway, that old bitch is my favorite. So, yeah, next week, I'm, it was. it's very rare that I announce episodes ahead of time. But next week, you get the full. Well, yep. The full clip. We're going to go one through seven, our favorite moments, the moments that they could have left my ass out of. The full clip. Um, and last thing I will say is the North does remember. The North always remembers. The North remembers. And, oh wow! And and stay woke. All right, but how how was your weekend? Um, this week was actually pretty chill. Um, Friday for us. For, for, chill for us. Chill for us. Um, Thursday we actually went to go see Captain Marvel. I don't follow it, so the movie to me was okay. I guess it was like it's almost like a puzzle. Okay. The movie itself to me felt like trash. Okay. But I also don't follow Marvel films. But right. then when I saw people who are actually Marvel heads saying the movie was trash, I was like, okay, I'm not alone in this. Okay. So you've, all right. So I wanted to hear your opinion as a non-Marvel stand because I'm a, I'm an MCU stand. I thought the film was garbage, but garbage. Pure basura. But basura. So I thought, in in all opinions. But then I thought about it like, okay, Alex, you don't actually follow the. The, the the Marvel Universe right. thing. Like, I saw the one-off films in, here and there. Like, Black Panther, I did for the culture. Um, Into the Universe, Spider-Verse, whatever, I did for the culture. Because, like, you got a black Latino Spider-Man. Like, I'm here for that shit. Like, things that are Marvel Universe for the culture. I'm gonna go see. I saw Iron Man because my man was talking shit. Like, favorite little shit talker. That's, that's definitely my brand. So, 
There are a couple one-offs here and there I saw just because... But you're not going to see... Yeah, the- I'm not here to follow the storyline. I I think I'm. it's in too deep for me to catch up. It's not, though. Because like, the, the thing is, and someone, again, I'm an MCU stan, right? It was like Harry Potter. After, like, the third one, I was like, all right, I'm probably not. I'm an MCU. I'm an MCU. But, like, Slytherin is for the house of bad bitches. I said what I said. Gang, nigga. Whole life gang shit, nigga. But anyways, um, like, so if you're not into superhero movies, I wouldn't even try it. Like, I wouldn't even, like... I mean, I am, though. I don't know why Marvel just never, like... Hit for you? But you know what's crazy? I was more of a DC fan. Like, I grew up with the Batmans of the world. Mm-hmm. So, it never, like... And the, D- the DC universe is so trash, bro, like... And it is trash. Compared to Marvel, it's absolute garbage. Big basor. And see, I'm the type of person, I, full, no, full disclosure, like... I'm not. I'm not. Was a was a huge the comics guy. Like I'm a, so. So when you tell me so th- that's not the way it happened in the comics, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. I'm not gonna hold you. My older brother, um, was very much so into comics and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So that's how I got introduced to a lot of like the DC versus Marvel versus like um. I got into the anime scene a little bit. Right. Like I'm not a stand by by a long shot. You ain't out here doing the Naruto run. You know what I'm saying? Kiddo did the Naruto run, Naruto listen. run, in the middle of the living room listen, <laughs> on Saturday. I love Kiddo. I love Kiddo. I, I love Kiddo. I love I love that. I love that man. I need him to know not to do that in public, though, <laughs> because I refuse to let him get bullied, because I will shoot somebody's little ass kid. Honey, and you will shoot somebody's little ass kid. In all fairness, if Kiddo feels like doing the Naruto run in the middle of public and somebody decides to light his little ass up, bro... It's time to knock or if you buck. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can do the you Naruto run him. if you can fight. <laughs> Period. Like, if you can do the Naruto run and fight. Listen, I told Kiddo, I said, listen, with the stuff that you're getting into, a lot of it is not popular. Which is okay. Which is okay. Ain't nothing wrong with it. A lot of you things that you do would consider you, in, in, you know, a little bit obscure, which is completely okay. I said, but you're going to have people who are going to try you because the things that you're into are not considered... We're not mainstream. We're not, they're not, we're not black popular culture. popular culture things. And that's fine. I said, but you need to also understand that they can talk shit, but you're not no punk. And that's that. I said, so as much as you're into this, your shit-talking, roasting skills, and definitely your fighting abilities need to be right up there. Because I wasn't into your stereotypical black shit either. But motherfuckers knew not to try me. It really all comes down to like, if if you can roast, if you could fight, because it's like, and this and this is all toxic behaviors. Because obviously, I mean, period. We, we should we should be past this, but let's be honest. Can we let's be honest with ourselves in the year of twenty nineteen? I got picked on so bad coming up that I am the queen. Your favorite little shit talker did not start from just anywhere. I got blazed coming, blazed coming up. Blaze. Listen, and you knew, like, it was to the point where some niggas, like, everybody knew that you could laugh, but you can't laugh too hard because if you... I know your ass ain't talking was coming your way. It was on its way. And so you got to just, you have to be prepared for the clapback. Like, I, like, public schools raised me. Public school raised me as well. And public schools raised me. It may have not done a terribly great job as far as actual (laughs) academic... Facts. Um, curriculum, 
But as far as as far as street curriculum and the way and to be clever and oh, to be witty and to be and be able to be snap back real quick. Skin been thick since the second grade. Sticks and stones will break my bones. Words will never hurt me. Type shit. Ain't nothing like a good public school where you realize that if you can't fight, you better be you, you better be able to talk shit enough to make sure that you don't have to fight. If you're if you're liking left left side shit that ain't, ain't in the popular culture, you can't have you can't have thin you, skin. You gotta be able to defend your corks. Defend de- defend and stand corks. up in that, like bro, and be proud of it and be proud of it. So yeah, when kiddo did that Naruto run in front of everybody at brunch, I was like. Y'all, let him be. Am I a little embarrassed? Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. Y'all was crazy. <laughs> and y'all were looking at me like, whose man's is this? So I was like, that's my man's. And, and you just add a parent. That's my man's. That's, it's and no he said choice, what he said. No but to be your man's. But kiddo, let me talk to you real quick. I, I, because here's the thing. <laughs> that can be your man's, but when you have to also sometimes talk to your man's. You got to talk like, Hey, 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 come here. Ain't sure. nothing wrong with it, but there's time and place, baby. There's time and place. And if you go on a Naruto run, you better be able to fight. <laughs> you, better, you better be able to calm head. You better be able to do something. Kamehameha is something. Something. So, no, and the other thing about it is if you're going to be that kid, so to speak, and ain't nothing wrong with it, then nothing's wrong with, like, the nerdy or anime-driven kids. But it's the non-groomed, antisocial, no social skills at all, like, awkward, rude, and weird as fuck kids that got roasted. Let's be real. We weren't like, okay, there's nothing wrong with anime. It's about the fact that you were trying to pick up the characteristics of these animated characters. Like, no, bro, you didn't groom, you didn't exfoliate, you didn't wash your ass, you didn't wash your hands, and you were dusty on top of that. That's why you got roasted. Yeah. Like, I mean, because I think it's one of those things where, and this is hindsight's twenty twenty, right? Hindsight's twenty twenty. There was some people, the initial roasting did start with the interest, right? Like, oh, he likes what I got used to get roasted for liking wrestling because it was like, oh, you like that fake shit? Oh, yes. I loved wrestling. Yes, nigga, and the, and the Rock will come here and beat everybody's ass. Fuck with me. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I used to get Like, roasted. wrestling in the 90s, though. Yeah, like, you know what, you know what I'm saying? saying? Like, like, late 90s, early 2000s, when Stone Cold Steve Austin was walking around drinking beer, giving niggas Stone Cold Before stuff. Triple H aged. Have you seen that picture of Triple H? Bro, that nigga, that nigga was going through it but i was like bro he is aging <laughs> no right before our eyes so but like the initial the initial roast definitely came from your likes and dislikes of whether or not it was popular or not i remember for sure for sure but is that the initial roast so now you ha- you're at a fork in the road you have two ways to deal with it you can you can choose to become a victim of it where you know you don't have thick skin you, you kind of let you let those things affect you and as a kid it's hard we're not saying any of this is easy no because as a kid it's hard enough just to be a kid with your body changing all of that i'm not trying and then to, have to be tough about it then have to be tough about it and so you can choose to be a victim on it like you know let that affect you let, let them torment you and middle school and high school kids are the worst people on the planet they're the absolute worst they are assholes by nature i say this when i was one i say this when i mentored them i say this they are assholes especially from the ages of sixth grade through like ninth straight assholes i'm sorry if your kid is in the sixth or ninth grade but you also know he's probably an asshole so not even gonna hold you kiddo is in the third grade and i'll be ready to take his lawyer up top 
And I mean that with all the love that I have in my heart. But his mouth you have to like, is off the chain. You have to like almost catch yourself sometimes when you hear somebody's like 10 through like 13, 14-year-olds. Like, because they, they, are, they are quick and witty as well. They are, because oh, they are the new generation. I be having to catch myself and, and, you, and, you, and you remember that, that he, this is a child, Alex. And, and I you, can't. And I'm, I don't believe in putting my hands on my child. But I'm finna like... I, ooh. I, I know, I know, I know. We canceled Kanye, but Kanye once said, "I never hit somebody." by shake shit, the shit out you. Who? I had to one time walk away from my child because he had, to, he had like, okay, kids are. Mom, kids say the darnest thing. They really do. And then, like, my mom has a quote: "Is that kids come through you, not of you?" Meaning that it's an expression of their autonomy. Mm-hmm. And I have to remember that, like, his dislikes, his likes, his mannerisms, all that stuff. Like, he gets it from me honest, but not everything is from me. Like, he's still, I'm one half of the picture. And he also, and, he, and like, kids are also a sponge. Yeah, so he's picking up on, I'm, I'm his greatest influence, I'm not his only one. And so he's starting to pick up, and I feel like grade school is the fucking devil, but, like, and he's starting to pick up things that, you know what I'm saying, from his other classmates and from the anime. Wait till, wait till, he's, wait till he's start really, really and like, having like romantic, romantic feelings for people. And he said something to me, and I almost had to remember, like, Alex, you are a child of God. Like, please, please don't make him. You will go meet God today. You will go meet your maker, right? And I had to tell him, I said, kiddo, get out of my face. I said, because I'm, I'm trying hard not to treat you like my mama would have treated me. I need you to exit this room right now. He's like, what? I said, get out of my goddamn room. And I don't even really cuss at my child. But kids will take you there. I kids, don't even have kids and the kids, some kids are taking kids will ta- like my, kids will my take Like my little there. nephew, my little nephew's like 11 or 12 now. And I remember sometimes with him, I'm just like, like, you know, him, him and his mama, I ain't gonna air, I'm not gonna air my dirty laundry. Y'all can continue to air yours on social media. Facts. We love it, but I refuse. I just wanted to just choke slam this little nigga. And I had to stop myself. I'm like, he's, he's 11. Right. And you're 24, 25, 26, 27 years old. Yeah. <laughs> Relax. So, but yeah. So, so you can choose to, you know, either clap back or not clap back. I have found non physical triggers for my child. And the things that don't require a spanking or physical harm. Because I don't believe in spanking kiddo. I believe that discipline is a one-on-one basis. Now, don't get me wrong. Have I whooped his little ass? I sure have. Will I do it again? If I must. If I must. But you have to understand that I don't like... I don't like that. I believe mm-hmm. that there's a better way to do it. So I know I my. I believe like this hurts me more than it hurts you until like I saw the other side of him. Like damn, like I really I don't really... want to fuck you up right now. I... But you're but you're not gonna learn any any other way. Nah, sometimes you gotta like, bro, like what is it gonna take for you to get it? And if you're in danger, if you're in immediate harm's way, oh, I'm putting my hands on you. Oh, we we got to get you up out of dodge. But as a disciplinary measure, nah. Because I know for me growing up, spankings made me sneakier. It didn't teach me shit. It just made me, okay, well, Alex, don't do this enough so that it won't lead to a spanking. Maybe punishment. Maybe your TV taken. But not like you getting your actual ass whooped. And the same people who were spanking me taught me how to fight. So it's like, what are you saying? Like, <laughs> what are you doing right now? So <laughs> if, 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 if the Dina organizations were were a hazing organization, which we're not, because Alpha Phi Alpha is a not hazing organization. 
But it was it was hilarious to see my dean and my ADP and my, my pro fights up here, you know, speaking so eloquently as all alpha men do about non-hazing. And then you're just looking at them like, you motherfucker. <laughs> you raggedy bitch. You raggedy motherfucker. <laughs> and, and like, every, it's like, it's like the alleged, because again, not we're not dry stitching today. The alleged would be so crazy if that were true. But again, Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated is a non-hazing organization. Okay. Um, I said what I said. <laughs> but no. Statue of limitations. <laughs> <laughs> but you and I, we actually spent this weekend together, friend. We did. We did. Um. So Thursday, we went to go see Captain Marvel. See, I, see as a as an MCU person, right? And so it wasn't the best movie, but it was good. Um, what I didn't think was fair is that they called it trash because it was a woman, like, centered, it was centered around a woman character. And I was just like, y'all never quit, y'all never fail to throw in, y'all sprinkle y'all a little bit of sexism into everything. Like, y'all never fail. It's like parsley. Um, but no, it wasn't trash. Um, there's a little formula. It basically was like a feature-length preview for Endgame, which is for those who aren't. In the, so Endgame is the end of all of it. Endgame is Avengers. It's Avengers Four. It's like the end of this current era of Marvel before they transition into whatever is planned next. Okay. So like Endgame is like the season. It's like the series finale. Oh, okay. So this movie's gonna be four hours long. They are talking about it's gonna be three hours long, and I'm like, I'm okay with it. I'm here. You know what? We'll, Take your time, Pastor. Listen, we'll come snacked up, strapped up. <laughs> oh, bathroom like break. Like did last time. Bathroom break already done, so ain't no ain't no. I run. took two bathroom breaks at the theater, and <laughs> our friend was like, Alex, are you okay? I said, listen, I drank before we came in here. I'm drinking while we're in here. Like, my bladder can't take it, so y'all gonna have to excuse See, and so, but for me, it was like, it's like a feature-length preview. So, it's really trying to, it was trying to set up, because Shorty, Captain Marvel, is appearing in Endgame, and she's kind of supposed to be, like, the MCU equivalent of Superman. And so, it needs, that movie needed for us to kind of understand who the fuck is this So, woman. she just connected dots, basically. Yeah. So, this movie was more or less, like, the filler. It was, it's a prequel. So, it's a Got prequel. It. Set like twenty years. It's set in the nineties, right? You know what I'm saying? They had blockbuster. All that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a prequel to, to first understand who this woman is, so that way when she appears in Endgame, we already know we already know what the deal is. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. So Friday we did game night. I cooked dinner. Dinner was bomb. You're welcome. <laughs> um, then Saturday we doubled up on game night for the start. Did um, Monopoly got real. Monopoly, y'all was slitting yourselves out for fucking Park Avenue, and I just can't. So I'll go get your groceries, pay for your half of the bottle, if you give me Park Avenue. Like, y'all niggas is really slitting yourself out. I was liquid cash poor. <laughs> and so, I, but I needed, I needed boardwalk. Like, and plus, like, Kiddo backed out early, and somehow, like, niggas finessed him out of- Yo. First of all, shout out to my kid being a goddamn traitor. How dare he, like, he would not give me Vermont Avenue <laughs> just to spite me and gave it to the one stingy bitch in the room. That was not dealing with And no she one. was not dealing with no negotiation. She wasn't having none of my shit. Like, bro, all right, it'd be your own kid. It really do. So we had brunch with kiddo, and we played Monopoly, and it was, like, in Uno. I had a ball with y'all, actually. That was fun. 
And then later that night, Kiddo gave me three draw fours back to back to back like a Drake diss. I was so upset. <laughs> well, you talk you you talk about like he's eleven. He's he's not even eleven. He's, he's ten. He was on your bumper. I was, and I was like, fam, what did what did he I? He was on. I was like, your I ain't do nothing to you, fam. Like, he don't care. He wasn't trying to hear none of that. He was on your bumper. Disrespect. So then, um, Saturday night we ended up going to Aster. To go support the um Steven and Nudie. Was it just Steven? I, I don't I figured it was just Steven this time around. Okay. Um, yeah, that was cute. Um, of course we killed the bottle before we got in there, so I don't remember half the night. But I know I look good. <laughs> I I definitely took I took a, I took the bottle to go. I was like I was like, let me just go ahead and pour, pour, just pour this in this water bottle and I'll be on my way because I gotta go change. So yeah. Um yeah, so last Camilla. Uh we all, pulled all, up. All all hell the scamming. All hell the scam the scamily. All hell the scamily, you know the I got you know the Balenciaga the Balenciaga bandit. Balenciaga, oh yes, I love it. <laughs> the Balenciaga, you know, the Ferragamo Falcon shout out to Guap Dad Four Thousand, the Armani Air Force, all of that. Uh, but yeah, we pulled up, you know, what I'm saying it was cool, solid. Um, and then I, Sunday, I was down so bad, like. So, so my body still don't feel right. So, Daylight Savers Time was a whole scam. And so, because Daylight Savers Time was originally, you know, the whole change, well, the fall forwards, you know, fall, fall back, spring forward shit was because of farming, fam. It's because of farming and the fact that the, sun, the farmers needed more sunlight to do their shit. We don't farm anymore for real. So, the fact that we still do this shit is asinine to me because my body still is not feeling 100% after that time change. Boy, ain't nothing more depressing than watching an hour go away. Like, where did my hour go? Bro, I'm over here looking at the phone. I see 159. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I talk to somebody. I see 303. I'm like, God damn it. I'm like, what? And so, and that's where I'm trying to. Okay. And I had a whole therapist appointment Sunday morning. I was, I was like, so me being a dumbass I am, I'm like, so, if time is relative, who makes these rules? Because I don't... When you hit the blunt one too many times? <laughs> yeah, I was like, bro, who makes these fucking rules? The government. Rules? The government anyway, did that shit. Donald Trump tweeted something. One thing that Donald Trump said out of his mouth that I actually agree with. He's like, I'm actually okay with daylight savings time being permanent. And I was like, damn. I'm not going to say out loud that I agree with you, but I see your point. Cause, bro, we pulled up to st- so we pulled up to the studio. It was still light outside. I know, which lets me know that um, we need to talk season is, is approaching. It is. It's approaching like winter is coming. It's like the reverse. Like it's it's, it's coming. And instead of whole white- season is thawing out. Shout out to Shawnee. Uh, instead of, instead of White Walkers, it's women in sundresses. Um, with the cheek, with the fabric yeah, stuck between the can cheeks. Y'all, can y'all bring back the sun? Y'all didn't. Y'all failed us on sundress season last year. Y'all did. Y'all started wearing them damn pants, and you know what type of pants I'm talking <laughs> we about. We were in racetrack outfits. Racetrack <laughs> outfits and being floral ass pants all year. Bring back the sundresses. Make sundresses great again. When y'all niggas actually give me something to look at in these gray sweatpants, then we'll think about it. I don't wear gray sweatpants because y'all not about to ogle my body. I refuse. Double standards. Huh. Double standards. Huh. Real. Because if, if we have a double standards, because there's a bunch of double standards we can get to chopping this table about. But uh, Grace, first of all, great sweatpants in the summer doesn't make sense because it's hot. They make sweat shorts. Try again. And sweatshirts are. They make sweat shorts and gray, the gray, whatever, sweatpant <laughs> material, whatever, nigga. Try again. And I can't wait. I'm be out here like, hey, shorty in the gray sweats, come here. Unhand I, me. Unhand I me. I cannot wait. 
to be four deep in cocaine cruise bumping trap music with my finest bitches in the fucking car on our way to the function. That is my favorite. Windows down, weaves flowing, niggas bashing. We out here. Just make sure your just make sure your weaves and wigs are strong enough to handle the wind. Cause I, First of all, we've never had that issue in my I'm car. not talking to you, man. We're talking we've about, never had that issue. Uh, those who those who haven't had this issue and who listen to this podcast know who I'm referring to. Because if you need help, baby, come find me. I got you. Listen, I I even know some hairdressers I can put you on. Cause ba- baby, I I need to not be in treehouse and see some poor some poor weave. No no weave left behind. You okay? want to know what I hate? Besides everything else. <laughs> Relax. <laughs> what I absolutely fucking hate is the smell of flat iron on somebody's hair. Oh, it's. Oh, I think I'd rather you be musty than for me to smell the flat iron on your hair. I hate that. I know, I know. Because me, me and the six foot five man that I am. And when I, you know, I, I, give, I feel like I give good hugs. You do. I feel you like do I give good hugs. But when I hug you and I smell the flat iron, it almost smells like, it's like, it's, I smell burnt. It's just like burnt. <laughs> like, it's time for you to clean off the flat iron, baby. Just wipe while it's like cold just take a rag and just wipe the product off the flat iron take a warm rag make sure the the flag y'all be smelling like well done burgers <laughs> relax re fucking relax y'all be smelling like burnt hot dogs and just wipe you're, listen you're making me want pontiacs right now <laughs> y'all be y'all, y'all be smelling like the cookout and don't be at the cookout don't start <laughs> But yeah, and also y'all listen. We're not doing this today. Calvin. No, I'm not talking about. I'm not. I'm also talking about the niggas who are musty during the summer because they don't know how to fucking bathe themselves. Listen, as as someone who's a little bit bigger, I I know my body. I know who I am. I understand that multiple showers in a day when it's hot outside is probably a thing. Also, make sure you at least strap with the deodorant. If, if y'all are too grown at y'all big age to be smelling like y'all just ran hoop for five hours, and I know you didn't hoop. Or here's the thing. You want some cheat codes? Because you know what? Whole season is approaching. Let's go ahead and give out the manual, shall let's, we? Let's, let's get to chopping it up, man. All right. So, whole season survival kit. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Ned? Do you classify to school survival kit when you need <laughs> Where is he? Anyway, whole season survival kit. A, prepare a whole bag. Niggas too. Niggas too, especially, also, as well. Okay. <laughs> Instead, whole bag needs to include a change of work clothes. Because you don't want to be late, got caught slipping at your side chick's house, now you got to rush home, change, and then rush your work when the side chick lives 10 minutes away from the job. Doesn't make sense. Also, you don't want to have to be that guy who has to go into work with the same suit that you had on yesterday because you forgot to pack your clothes. And and everyone notices. And and, and, and people are like... And we're going to talk about you. Like, did you wear this yesterday? Mind your damn business. <laughs> no. Because that runs to Walmart for a change of shirt does not excuse the fact that you still have the same suit. And it's 85 degrees outside. Exactly. So that suit probably got some pit stains. Anyway, um, B, it needs to include the travel size toiletries, body wash, conditioner, shampoo, toothpaste, deodorant, toothbrush. toothbrush. You know what I'm saying? Travel size kit of your toiletries. Just go ahead and throw that in there. It needs to also include something to sleep in if 
you plan on actually wearing clothes to bed. Now, I say that because loungewear is kind of a turn on for me. If I'm over at my nigga's house, it's not my nigga, but it is my nigga and try me if you want to. I'm probably going to walk around in his T-shirt or like a cute little nighty or something. Save our hoodies, save our T-shirts, save our shirts. You know what? My favorite thing to do is actually wear your T-shirt, make sure it smells exactly like me and give it right back to you. A queen. That way, the next time you wear this shirt or pick up this shirt or whatever, it smells like me. You're going to miss me. You're going to want me. R.I.P. To all, to, to all my fallen brothers, hoodies, <laughs> basketball shorts, you T-shirts. I didn't feel a single hoodie this season. Good. 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 R.I.P. To all my brothers who got who who got finesse out of their favorite. And y'all never take the bullshit hoodie. Y'all never take the hoodie I nope. got from Walmart. Nope. Y'all always take the Nike drive fit. Y'all always take the custom limited edition shit. Fuck, give me my shit back. Shout out to all the mouth hoodies. I've plotted on. <laughs> Give me my shit back. Y'all never take y'all never take the Walmart hoodie I got for twelve dollars. Y'all take the Nike hoodie I got for fifty. Yeah, cause bro, Nike tech hoodies are the shit. Have you lost your mind? And 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 then people want to act. Why are you acting so brand new when I won't give you one? Because I'm never gonna see it again. And <laughs> God damn it, I want my hoodies. You know it's funny. If I supported Fashion Nova, they actually have a hoodie that says "Still His Hoodie Season," and I might go back and buy it just because just to be petty for next fall. Anyway. What also needs to be included in said whole bag? A charger. A charger. Because I am not sharing my charger. I don't like it. I typically only keep one by my bed. Um, yeah, and if my phone dies, so does my night. So, and I, I believe in ambiance. So I'll probably be playing music. Anyway, you need to have your own charger. Because not, so first for most, you need to have your own charger because again, if you with your girl, that's not your girl, but it's kind of your girl. But if your other girl finds out that that's your girl, then they're going to fight. You need to be aware. if you, Because the worst thing in the world is is plugging your phone in, it turning on, and then you suddenly seeing you had 17 missed calls, 43 missed text messages, 10 missed FaceTime calls, and you're, and you're blocked. Bro. And she didn't drop her location, so she's expecting you to drop yours in return. And ain't nothing like... Being somewhere you ain't got no business being and your girl asked for your location. It's happened. Stay woke. And so you need so you need a charger. And also And if you real fancy a portable charger. Yes. Oh listen, I, I I have multiple chargers. I have I have one I have, I, I have one that travels with me. I have one that stays in my work and I have one that stays in my house. Yes, I have a work charger, I have a car charger, and I have a home charger, for sure. And I even have I have a car charger too. So I have one that like literally was like is the whole bag charger. Like, it's designed if I'm sleeping somewhere that it's not my house. Exactly. So, but also, you want to make sure your phone's charged because, you know, ain't nothing worse than missing a what you're doing text. Ain't nothing, uh, uh, or, or, hey, big, or hey, you up text. Ain't nothing worse than missing that because your phone's dead. And so, missing that text will make you not want to get a full night of sleep ever again. <laughs> I be, promise you, it makes you want to sleep with your phone all out. Bro, up. Uh, Man, ain't no, listen. We Especially if you during having a dry spell, missing that you up text, that that shit hurts. Bro, you you be that fighting, you be hurts. fighting the air like Cooper. <laughs> listen, you be punching through tears. Listen, <laughs> and and every every nigga who I know has been there where like it's after the club, you at the crib, you on the couch, but you haven't taken your shoes off yet, and you're just Ooh. staring at your phone because you because you hoping shorty hits you up like hey or drops the pin or drops the address. And when you've lost all hope, that's when you take your shoes off. And it's like, you know what? 
Honestly, if I take my makeup off, it's over. It's wraps. I'm not leaving the house. If the moment I get home from the club and this makeup comes off, I am not leaving the house. Doubly, we're going to double down on that if I've already removed my bra. It's a wrap. That means, what? No. Mm-mm. It's wraps. It's wraps. There's no way. All reasons you need your phone charged. Period. So that wraps up the whole bag and an extra pair of shoes. Because if you're anything like me, like, it's a rarity to see me in flats. So... You know what I'm saying? Some some comfy shoes that you can get home in so you're not doing the fucking walk of shame and heels from yesterday. Girl, we all know we've all been there. So that that's that's your whole bag whole season and survival also for, whole and bag. Also, and also for both parties, um uh contraceptives. Yes. You know, if if you if you know, you know, for using them, if you know, I don't know your situation between you and your whoever you're using them with, but if you guys are you, because worst thing, the worst case scenario is what you pull up, getting ready to complete the mission. She asked you for a condom, you ain't got one, and now she's just looking at you like, well, what are we finna do? You better get some mouth romance, and that's it. Maybe. And that's if she's feeling generous. Or if you're a bitch like me, you're going to the store. If you're a real bitch, you got your own camera. Never mind. I mean, that too. That too. But if this is the first time you've ever slept with a man, you don't know his dick size. You don't know what he's working with here yet. And I'm the type of woman, I don't like dick pics. Like, I, there's nothing appealing. I, I don't like, like sending them. I don't, I, don't, I don't particularly. It's not my thing. And typically, niggas aren't artistic with their, with their nudes like women are. So, like, because the, the, the nudes the, that women send me are so fire. They are so fire. Y'all have more to work with. But, like, nudes that men send me, I'm like, dog, you put no effort into this. It is ashy. That's the <laughs> There's nothing worse than receiving an ashy dick pic. That's, that's the worst one. At least, at least make sure, if, if you out here sending um sending them penis, penis photos, at least make sure it's moisturized. And, I mean, honestly. And, and have something for reference so that way she can know, kind of know, like, hey. There's a one guy, one guy that has sent me a fire nude. And I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that he was a photographer. So like <laughs> he, he, knew he knew his angles. He knew, he knew, angles. He knew the lighting. Like his nudes hey, were hey, so hey, fire. Hey, 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 gentlemen, I heard I heard they like videos better anyway. Um, Honest, next next topic. Hey ladies, <laughs> I heard they like videos better, but don't at me. Next topic. Um, yeah. Um. So I, so yeah, whole season survival kit. And honestly, stay hydrated. Stay woke. Stay. Oh, definitely stay hydrated because. The mimosas and and that drinking in the in the sun will take you to fuck out the game, and you can't there. fuck with a hangover, and you will get a hangover during that same day if you if you act stupid enough. Okay, ain't no ain't no, ain't nothing worse than a hangover at ten p.m. CC Alpha Tailgate because I was hungover during the tailgate and didn't even realize how hungover I was until we tried to go to the function after the tailgate. I was so I was so tired, I was done. That nap that I took. Lasted until like what three in the morning? No, they woke me up and I was cranky as fuck about it. I was so mad. Take me to the game. I was so mad. They were like, Alex, this is your idea. You're the reason why we're out this bitch. Oh no, listen, homecoming season and St. Patrick's season, I never booked the night move. I'm like, if I make the night move, it means I didn't do the day move correctly. I don't foresee me making it through that entire tailgate. And if I do, that means that, like, I, I clearly fucked this up somewhere. I make it through the tailgate, but I don't, listen, if I make it to the night move after the tailgate, we either, A, left the tailgate early, or B, I clearly didn't drink the way I was supposed to. So, wait, you're right. I wanted to talk about my day-to-day. I had a very interesting day. I had a very shitty day today, actually. I, well, I can't, let me not cut you off. Well, no, 
because I had a shitty week. And it, it, yesterday was a, um, excuse me, last week was like a test of like my 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 will mm-hmm. and how bad I wanted this. And my director has been sending like, my director has been a prick lately. And he's typically not so prickly. Like he's typically very laid back, very much so. His philosophy is if you're not in my office, you're doing a great job. And I've been in his office a lot lately. Yikes. So I'm like, bro, what's up? And none of it has been performance-based. It's been like, you're late, but I'm always late. Not late, like, but he's not ever been a stickler about my time. Like, 15, 20 minutes is, like, normal for me to arrive. Everybody get a great spirit. Not even a great spirit, because my director will be an hour late. Like, we don't, like, as long as your time is in, your your work is done, like, we're, we're not, he doesn't, like I said, it's very much so he's a very hands-off, non-micromanager, like. Laissez-faire. Yeah. Just very chill person. Right, in general. So when I noticed that he was been riding me lately, I'm like, dog, this is out this is beyond me. You acting totally different. Totally different. I ain't never seen you behave in this manner. So I'm like, do I need to find a new job? And so this week it all comes full circle when I go in there to request off for Broccoli Fest, which we'll get into. And I was talking to him and I was like, you know, I feel very awkward about asking for time off because we just had a conversation about, you know, my attendance. Right. And I want to make sure that, um, you know, I'm, I, showing that you, I'm, I'm at least meeting the standard before I ask for anything extra. Right. But I've already bought these tickets. We've already booked travel plans. I've already booked travel plans. Like, my man's. Well, no, I haven't bought my ticket yet. We're going. We're buying our tickets this week. Like, I need some guarantees here because I've already made travel plans. Like. And at this point, it's not me necessarily asking. It's kind of telling. That's how I treat my PTO days. I, tr- I treat my PTO days. My, if, if I request, it's just me letting you know that I'm not going to be here for these days. Whatever you choose to do with that information is on you. But I will not be Facts. Here. And at this point, for Broccoli Fest, I'm really taking right up. Like, bruh, this is like, this is, I have nothing else planned for my birthday. And this is it. Like, Broccoli Fest is the highlight of Aries, Alex, a- Aries, Alex season, whatever. Like, my birthday was Broccoli Fest. So, I don't give, like, literally don't give a fuck what doesn't fall through. Alex's ass will be at Broccoli Fest. Guaranteed. Fuck what you heard. So. Period. Period. So, I'm in his office and I'm talking to him about, um, you know what I'm saying, requesting off. He's like, you know, I know I've been hard on you lately. And I just wanted to let you know that we're grooming you for more. And if we can get the little idiosyncrasies out the way, then the other responsibilities that we're putting on you, you will fare much better. So it's a lot of it has to do with accountability. We do need you here on time. We do need you to set an example because how can we have you coaching values that you're not living up to? Mm, mm, and mm. I'm like, read me. Like you're loud. <laughs> you're loud on this here uh, lovely Tuesday, <laughs> Tuesday evening. Why are you yelling at me? But <laughs> like. You didn't use that. I did because you were yelling at me and I didn't like it. I was talking in a very calm tone of voice. But, and I was just like, okay, read me. But iron sharpens iron, diamond polishes diamond. And I needed to hear it. You know what I mean? I can't sit here and say that I need coaching makes me us better. And then when I'm receiving coaching, just because it's not packaged how I want it, I, I don't receive it. No, honey. You still have Ooh, to take that. You said a word and you didn't even know you said a word because there's a lot of people who need to heed that advice. Sometimes the message is not going to be packaged the way that you the, the way that you're ready to receive it. It doesn't mean it's not valid. And that's where you grow. And that's where you train yourself to be able to re- be receptive in all different types of angles. And, I, and I'm not going to lie. The coaching that I received last week took me out. I was pissed. But 
on the back end, the follow-up made it clear. So I was like, okay, Ali, this is what we need to do. So I take that. But I was talking to a young man um, from Cleveland, and I got my biometric screening today. So I could not eat before my biometric screening. Now, me and this man, like, we talk for a little bit. Like, it's nothing crazy. Just a friend of mine at this point. We shoot the shit. You know what I'm saying? A little riffraff. A little back and forth. A little back and forth. And... I was talking to him today. He's like, you know, I and I told him I was like, I'm st-, like, he, good morning, how are you? You know the the <laughs> yada yada yada. You know what I'm saying? So I was just like, I was explaining to him like, oh yeah, I got my biometric screening today. I'm starving, like I can't eat yet. And he was just like, damn, you're starving. He said, let me see you some food. I was just like, is the bar this low? Why am I excited? You offered? I didn't have to ask? I wouldn't have asked anyway, but goddamn. I was like, I was like, well, no. I said I technically work in a kitchen setting, so I can. I can eat whatever. I can kind of eat what I want, how I want, when I want. But thank you for offering. And when I thought about it, I was like, that's the first time in a long time that, like, I've told a man that I had a need or, like, what was going on with me. And instead of him hitting me with the, oh, wow, or. Damn, that's crazy. Damn, that's crazy. It was like, okay, as a man, let me feel this need. And not feeling like I owe him anything or I'm that he a, owed counter, me something. I'm a counter that, right? And so I counter that because you know me, right? I'm a fixer, I would say. Like, you tell me some shit. If I can, I'm going to try to fix it. And if I can't fix it, I will be very forthcoming in that. Because, like, homie told me, like, hey, my tire broke down. I'm out, oh, you know, can you come get me? I'm like, I'm at work, otherwise I would. Like, no questions asked. And I, that transcends into my uh, female relationships. I said, I can use female in that term, right? Female, okay, I'm just making sure I'm not so, being problematic. So, okay, let's pin in that. When you're saying, when you're trying to use, like, females these days drive me crazy, it's inappropriate because female what? Like, are you speaking about women? Because female is an adjective, Female, like you're talking about your friends. So you can say my woman friends or my female friends. Like, female female describes a thing. Okay. But when you're just using females as, as a, a noun, noun okay. it's inappropriate. Ah. Because typically when people use the term females, they were referring to, it's a replacement for bitch. Does that make sense? I'm just trying to learn. I'm trying to learn because I remember... That's why enough. the term female is offensive because you're not recognizing the humanity in me. Like, females is not a term. Like... Because I've even seen women do it, and it makes me cringe because they'll say uh, they'll say females and guys. And I'm like, well, why does he get humanity and you don't? So. I, I remember a long time ago when we, when we when the podcast actually launched and we had the, we had the launch situation. And there was this, this poor young guy, poor, poor young male, where, like, he was, you could tell he was trying to, like, get a point out, but he, he, he didn't, hadn't received the coaching yet. He didn't have the range. He, he just like, wasn't he, there. He didn't have a coaching yet on how to, like, even phrase it out. Because it was just, like, he would he would start, but he would say female. And it was, like, everybody, like, like, a, like a black mama. And, like, <laughs> and you could t- he, was, you could tell he, he was getting frustrated because it was, like, he couldn't even get his point out. Because it was, like, every, he was, like, he would stumble up on, like, phrasing So, up. I don't believe in stifling somebody's, okay. In order to receive coaching, you need to be, you need to position it in a place of, I'm not. It needs to come from a position of love mm-hmm. or an understanding. Like, to be honest, if I was, because I was there, 
And I understood why he was frustrated, but I also agreed with the necessity of coaching in that situation. Right. You got coached because your terminology takes away from the validity of your point. However, the fact that y'all interrupted his point to coach him makes him feel misunderstood. And then when he feels misunderstood... He, he's, go- he's going to become defensive. So... It's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a delicate balance because obviously... I would have let him get his point out and then, coach and him then after. coached him afterward. But the fact that the entire room was like, ah, you can't say females. And y'all are absolutely right. He, his terminology, his usage of females was incorrect. However, interrupting his point to coach him was counterproductive. Especially especially because it was a repeated offense. It was like, it was like, it was like the interruption, they interrupted him multiple times to try to like hammer that point home. But I'm like, bam. He gets it. But also, y'all just told him this 20 seconds ago. It's kind of unreasonable to, like, expect him to just immediately, like... Get it and click it. And no, he's not going to because I wouldn't have. Like, okay, I received your coaching. Moving forward, I would do better. But in this particular conversation, like, let me get my point out. So that's my only criticism of it. And so, all right, so back to the original... <laughs> this is a, tan- a tangential episode today. Uh, my female relationships, platonic, romantic, or otherwise... You present me a problem. I try to fix it. However, I was, we're talking about coaching and criticisms. I was given a criticism like, I don't need you to fix it. I just need you to listen to me sometimes. And so that kind of took me back. So I know for me, personally, I I like, you know, if you came to me like, damn, I've been starving all day. And I probably would hit you with like, damn, like that sucks, like that's shitty. And, but I wouldn't necessarily immediately offer to fix unless a we've already had that relationship or b you let right. the doors opening or like i may see, i may say i may ask i may and this is where i think some people fuck up is do you do you do you need anything i think see and for me a lot of times it depending because i don't open up especially my my guy friends i it's because i know the majority of the men that i have in my circle are actual men and they don't see it's in y'all nature to fix for them. And I'm not trying to be stereotypical because I have girlfriends that are the exact same way. Like, it is in their nature to be like, okay, nurturing and what do you need and how can I help? Because I'm that way. You come to me with a need and I'm just like, okay, what can I do to assist or do you need assistance? And I think that's my approach with things now. Mm-hmm. And because this this guy friend was just like, well, do you want me to send you food? Like, how can I, how can I help? And it was like, I appreciate that, but this is why I can't accept that right now. Or the fact that, like, I work in the kitchen in this particular instance. Now, tonight, when I'm, like, wanting kickback wings and shit, for sure. Like, for absolutely sure. Like, if you want to send me some money so I can go get some wings, I am not telling you no, my mans. But. Matter of fact, if y'all want to send me some money. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, niggas be hungry, too. I'm not telling you no, my mans. But at the same time. That's why I don't. That's why I hate women who do the fake pay for it. Because, like, nigga, like, I will let you. I will let you pay for this shit, girl. Don't pump fake. Like, don't pump fake. Like, if you're not going to pay for it, it's cool, like, sometimes. Like, you know what I'm saying? Especially, like, in the beginning. Don't pump fake and then get mad about it. But I called you blood. Don't do that. Because that's petty. Because if you had no real intentions of paying for it. Keep your keep your wallet, cause I'm not the type to argue with you about. Oh, let me get this. Like no, like if you try. But to see, pay- here's the thing: if I reach for my wallet, I mean that. Like that, and that's what's. If I reach, if I reach for my wallet, I meant that. Like I told you, I paid for a date before. Like I paid for a couple of dates before. His wallet is a couple. Of days. <laughs> don't okay. Continue, continue. I didn't mean to cut you off. Okay. Continue. 
But like, you know what I'm saying? There are a couple times where it's hey, just- hey, I'm sorry. The Giants just traded Odell Beckham to the Browns. <laughs> Let's fucking go. Let's fucking go. Let's fucking go. I'm sorry. I am so sorry, but that reaction needed to happen. And I know you're like Connecticut, like Giants, Jets. I'm sorry. A, I don't follow football, let alone a lot of sports. But I am like, so the Connecticut in me wants to innately root for New England. Got it. Fuck the Patriots. Continue. I'm not a Patriots, but I'm not a football fan. Right. We we use that as a role for the vibes. We discuss. Period. Yeah, we discuss. <laughs> what? Give we a fuck about this. none of that shit. I didn't even watch it. <laughs> anyway, um. I'm sorry, I... Because you threw me completely off. I threw myself completely off. And I'm just like, God damn, what is that? Um, All right, so sorry about that, guys, but everybody knows I'm a Browns fan, so... So, oh my God. We're talking about fixing and nurturing, and we're talking about, like, some people's proclivity in, like, stereotypical ways that they try to, like, solve problems. And that's it, like... And it's okay, but I think my approach lately has been, do you need anything, or how can I help if you do? And if it's feasible for me, and that's the other part about giving and receiving, because on the receiving end, I mean, on the giving end, I don't I try not to offer services that I cannot actually commit to. So if I know that you're in a need or in a bind and the first thing out of my mouth is okay, if I ask you, what do you need? Mm-hmm. It's because I'm trying to see how I can fit into said need right. or give what I can. Because right. a lot of times, if I can't fulfill the whole need, I'll either point you in the right direction or give you what I can and point you in the right direction or solve the problem for you know right. help you help you help you. Which is you know self sufficiency, but sometimes you got to help people to that self sufficiency. Exactly. So, um, a lot of times it's not liquid cash. Sometimes it's just me. Okay, let me run my circle to you. Let me piggyback this. Let me send you this resource. A let me call my people. Have not, your oh. a lot of times for me, especially with. Uh, female relationships. It's not going to be liquid cash. Because, not, it's because it's more so it's like, okay, if you lead, and I'm not trying to try to compare the two like explicitly, but if, if you lead a horse to water, you know, or like if you teach, if you give a man a fish, he eats for a day. If you teach a man a fee, fish, he eats for a lifetime, right? I had to make sure I got my analogies right before y'all try to come at my neck because <laughs> I'm not doing this today. Um, but, so, but if you give a man a fish, you teach him for a minute, you feed him for a minute, you teach a man how to fish, you feed him for a lifetime, and that's what I believe in. Like, look, I want, I'm want i trying to put you on enough game that you ain't got a nickel and dime to get it, but that you have a, a system in place to get it regardless. And that's and so generally that's what I am. And a lot of people know, and I'll hang around a lot of prideful people, men and women. So I know you're one of them. I'm one of them. Like, niggas I'm ain't, super prideful. Niggas ain't just... For me to tell somebody what situation, what I got going on, I have to trust you, trust you. And, like, folks like to act crazy about that kind of vulnerability. And that's the funny thing is that when we start talking about dating and and vulnerability, like, that's the part for me that if I know that I can be vulnerable with you and I can, like, let my guards down and I can let you in and trust you with it all right. and it be non-judgmental and it be understanding. And then you help me find my own solutions. That's when I know that like, you're the person I can see myself actually building a relationship with. Like I hate how guarded you kind of have to be. I hate that shit too, but also I lean but into it. I lean into it because it's kept me safe. 
But also, like, I would love to be able to just say, I'm having a rough day, and this is the full transparency behind it. Like, for instance, yesterday, um, on top of last week just being a really rough week, this weekend was pretty cool. But I also noticed that with myself, my anxiety was off. Like, it was sky high. And even with having a bomb-ass weekend, I couldn't help but, like, feel I was constantly anxious. Mm -hmm. And Monday, yesterday, which was March 11th, would have been my second wedding anniversary. And it's the realization that I am in a far cry different space than you were last March than 11th. I was last March 11th. And as shitty as that first anniversary weekend was, parts of me were like, we got next year to make it right. And next year will be better. And next year there'll be it'll be exactly what we want and it'll be how we want it. And maybe we'll be looking at, you know, an actual like wedding or an actual, like, celebration or something. Like, maybe we'll be doing a bomb-ass reception by that time. Like, maybe us, we would have fallen more together or more cohesive. Maybe our stars would have aligned together. I don't know. My hope for us was a lot different than it is. You know what I'm saying? And hope ain't promised. Hope ain't promised. Hope is hope for a reason. Like Hope without work is dead. <laughs> and come on, come on, somebody. And it's just like, when you... And then when I think about it, because hindsight is twenty twenty, and y'all can excuse me, y'all gonna be my diary for a second. But when, when I really sit back and I think about it, like that was the decline of our relationship. The irony is that my wedding anniversary was when my relation, my marriage fell apart. Because you roll into my birthday, which is about a month away from that. My birthday weekend was terrible, and then. By the end, and actually the week after my birthday is when I stopped wearing my wedding ring for those who were paying attention. And then by May, Mother's Day weekend, I moved out. Damn. So it's like in three months span, I'm watching my relationship deteriorate. And then the start of it was supposed to be the happiest moment of it. We were supposed to be celebrating a milestone in my relationship. And that milestone is actually the mile marker of when my relationship started to deteriorate. And I'm proud of you. And so I'm the reason why I'm proud of you, I'm better not fucking cry. (laughs) Better not fucking cry. We're not doing this shit today. I'm proud of you because a lot of motherfuckers hit that low and don't escape it. And they just, it almost becomes their identity. And I, and I, and I look at it, I look at it even from something as trivial as sports. Like the Browns just made this crazy ass trade, but we, the identity for the Browns was these lovable losers who didn't know how to do shit for the past 20 years. That was the identity. That was the identity for the city of Cleveland for LeBron, you know, brought from the title. That was the identity for the Bengals. That's identity for a lot of people in a lot of places, a lot of things, is that people identify with their losses. They identify... You fall in love with trauma. Like, you fall in love with trauma because trauma is the only thing that defines you, according in, in, in according to your head. Yeah. And so because of that, it's often easier to just sit in that trauma because at least you have a defining quality. So for people, you included, to climb up out the muck, to climb up out the trauma and understand that that can't define you and, and choose to search for something to define yourself is wonderful. It's Actually been a wonderful. long, hard journey. And it's not over. Oh, it ain't over. <laughs> oh, it's far. It ain't over. Whew, it's far from over. That's why when people are asking me about my next relationship or my situationship, like, I mean, we let the jokes fly. Mm-hmm. But in all actuality, I've always said it, like, I'm not ready. And I can fall in love with the want of you and the, the attention and the, the, the-ness of things 
you know what I'm saying? Like the, the, the good vibes and the feelings, but the reality and the gravity of what it takes to actually hold on to like a boyfriend thing. I've been married. I know how serious this thing can get. You know what I'm saying? I know what it takes to, to sustain a relationship on a serious level, especially what with me. I ain't nothing to sneeze at now. I'm definitely not nothing to play with as a wife. And so it's to know that, like, to to get to this level of honesty with myself and discipline with myself is, like, I, I got to, I mean, not to be cocky or arrogant, but I'm proud of me, too. Because I, I have every reason to be depressed. I have every reason to be down in the dumps. I have every reason to be an angry, black, bitter, stereotype. I have every fucking reason in the book to say, fuck niggas, y'all can kiss my dick. Like, I have every... Why do women love saying suck my dick out of... <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you, but that... Continue. You know what? And I hate to agree with this nigga, but penis envy. Like, I hate to agree <laughs> like, with him. Not, 90% of the people who say suck my dick are women. <laughs> I'm sorry. Because you was going, you was on the road, but I bet it's blurted out, but you should be... Listen, we, we demonize confidence because it's like i'm like why shouldn't you be proud of you why should why should you have to give that disclaimer to say that you're proud of you because there's the difference between confidence and cockiness and a lot of y'all because confidence is back in substance cockiness is back in an alternative reality a lot of y'all motherfuckers are cocky because y'all ain't got shit behind that cockiness but false bravado i see you it's okay baby we're gonna, we're gonna bring so, it to the light that, that's what a lot of it is like and i'm just i'm sitting here and i'm in a very like reflective place and of course i talk to my girls about it i got a therapist appointment on thursday like i talk to them about it and i'm just like guys like when i really sit back and not think about this shit i am super if nobody else is gonna scream for me and root for me like i have to do it and i'm extremely proud of me right now because i have every reason to be bitter and angry and upset and mad like outside of like my marriage i have an entire stepchild i have not seen since mother's day a, a child that i was an additional parent to a child that i loved and disciplined and and, and like cuz he was my own not like like he was my child y'all know me and how i get down with kids like if your baby's with me that's my baby there is you can't tell me no different and so, outside of losing my marriage, I also lost family. I divorced an entire family. Because you think the moment that they found out that me and him were separated, anybody reached out? They didn't. They ran into me in public and got to sing in the, and got the world's tiniest violin out. And got to cop and please and, and giving me explanations. And it's just like, if you love me, then love me. And not to say that I expected them to keep in contact with me, but... Nobody even reached out to see if I was okay, knowing how the chips fell. So it truly is an evil world we live in, and it truly is devastating. Like, I don't take that shit lightly at all. So I say all of that to say, like, I survived the things that were meant to devastate and kill me. I survived the things that were meant to take me out the fucking game. And I sit here to say that if I can make it through that, then I really do wonder what the universe has next in store for me. And I really do think that it can't go anywhere but up. It's not about surviving, though. It's about thriving. Black people, we've survived. We are survivors. We are like the cockroach they can't kill. They're trying to kill us. <laughs> they're, trying to poison our, they're trying to poison our water in, in Flint. And, and and to allow us to get um and I and I'm taking some of this from Scotty Beam. Shout out to Scotty Beam. We'll touch on Scotty Beam. Scotty? Oh, I love her. 
We'll touch on Scotty Beam in a minute. They stand. Um, but for trying to, you know, they they they, they poison our waters in Flint. You know, the lead poisoning leads to uh, mental disabilities and learning disabilities and learning dis- defects for, for children, generations. For generations. And so then, when you can take them, bring them into a shitty ass public school, they're not really going to give a fuck about them. And you know, and the they don't recognize mental illness in black kids. And the and the school to prison pipeline is still very alive and well. And this is just one city. You know, the systemic breakdown of our culture is eminent by the so, same people and so, who want to be us. And so, so we've been surviving forever. We we, we always gonna survive. The question is a striving. And the reason why, and the reason why, and that's the reason why that we got to get motherfuckers like, yes, Jules. Oh, yeah, we're going to bring it there. I'll, I'll oh, we can get to, we can get to clapping. We can get she y'all. Got, she got notes. This motherfucker got notes. Honey, because I have to make sure I was prepared. Because <laughs> there were a couple different stops on this fuck Jules train I wanted to, to stop on. Okay. Um, why don't you go ahead and give people the backstory? All right, cool, 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 right. <laughs> cool, 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 um, cool. <laughs> so, um, yes, Jules or no Jules or or the woman who looks like Logic, however you want to call it. Um, <laughs> Not Logic. Yes, she looked like if Logic had, with Doctor Manny. Um, please, please exit. That's my if Logic <laughs> went to Doctor Miami, yes, Jules said that ass is all hers though. Yeah, well, I. Well, yes, Jules has been proven to be a lying motherfucker, ain't she? Anywho. All right, so she was on this podcast with uh, Murder Mook and two other niggas I don't know. It is what it is. I, y'all would get to see two of y'all. I knew y'all name, but y'all not important enough for me to know that. Well, no, because I have to give out. Well, we'll get there, but there was one guy on the podcast that I am going to give a shout out to. Don't know his name either, but... It, Anyway, go ahead. It wasn't a nigga in the white cardigan who looked like a... That was Mook. That was Mook. Mook was one in the white cardigan who out here looking like a a, a, a snowman off lean. So... Mm-mm. Oh, yeah, fuck it. We Listen, we had the heart-to-heart moment. Now let's get to the shits. All right, so yes, Jules was not only on that podcast um, trying to say Joe Budden lied, lied on her, which Joe, Joe Budden's a lot, of, a lot of things. He's not a liar. He's not a liar. See, and that's the thing. When you got me defending Joe Budden... It's deep, because y'all know how I feel about that nigga. And so then, not only did she, if she had just clapped back at Joe Budden, she may have been able to Harlem Shake through it, because Joe Budden don't don't have the high, uh, the highest approval rating with 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 black women and uh, and black people in black culture. Deserve a lot of Joe Budden's criticism is deserved. The one thing that I will say is that, and please correct me if I'm wrong, but bring your receipts. That's all I ask. Is when it comes to, mm, I can't say that either because I've seen him like be stifling to black women and when they're trying to express themselves, how he gaslights black women. But he's never gone out of his way to be like disrespectful as fuck. And I think, and so a lot of it, even with Joe, but like a lot of with Joe Button is, I mean, he's not perfect. I'm no, I'm, I'm not even. I'm a fan of a podcast. I'm not gonna say Joe Button's a perfect motherfucker. Right. But like, a you. You could tell that he's learned from his past to an extent. He's Joe Budden now is not is not the same Joe Budden that was making the mute, mute the mood musics and was on Slaughterhouse and was doing puppet. He's not the same person. He's you can tell he's grown in an aspect. And and secondly, all of the all of the criticisms. Not only does he he make sure to not disrespect black right. women in nine times out of ten, he puts them on. Like and he like he chose Scotty Bean. He chose right. Remy Ma 
to be on the show with him, uh, the State of the Culture show. He chose that. Like, even with Complex, make sure the desk was popping. Like, he, like, he's not one of those people where it's like he's actively trying to, like, right. shit on black women, right. black people, black culture. Right. So, but if you, but if he just said something about, about uh, Joe Budden, she probably could have finessed her way through that, right? If she would have kept it right there, not that, but see, here's the thing. We should have been got out of the paint. Ben got out the paint. Like I said, every time, everything I know about Yes Jules is pretty much learned against my will. And every time Yes Jules is trending, it's always for some fucking problematic ass bullshit. Every time. It's how I feel about um, Az- Azalea Banks. Every time you're trending, it's never oh, for what shit. you actually do. Yes Jules is just Azalea Banks and Whiteface. <laughs> it all makes and, sense. Now. You know what? They said you never see Casey Anthony and Yes Jules in the same room. <laughs> oh, shit. But that's and what I'm not, thinking. It makes sense now, though. But like, see, here's the thing. I still don't know what the fuck Yes Jules does. I'm ask you shit. Uh, what I, does she I do? Think I, they said I think that she said during that interview that I had to watch because I wanted to be able to speak on this. I ain't watched the shit for the most part. I, I watched a couple, like, little clippings here and there. But, like, here's my thing. Keep black women's name out your mouth, especially when you're out here trying to emulate one. Number one. Number two, how dare you? And then you know what's funny? Yes, Jules getting off as a white woman talking cat shit about black women. Typical. The most disappointing part about that interview had to be the black men sitting around here fucking caping and kikiing and and making her feel fucking welcome in a culture she has nothing to do with. And and that's the part I wanted to touch upon, right? Because I'm a big see it to believe it type of guy. And so... When y'all first tried to blame Yes Jules on black men, I was like, well, how the fuck is nah, this? Nah, that's definitely y'all fault. I was like, how the fuck? Yes Jules and women like her are, and Cece the Kardashians are definitely, because here's the thing. Y'all hype them. And y'all position them above, y'all position women who are black women without actually being black women. They emulate, take everything from black women. Everything about Yes Jules says from her fat ass to the way she talks to the way that she even maneuvered in a room full of black and full of room full of black men says that everything about her is an like a carbon copy of a black woman without the actual dark skin of a black woman. Because had it been an actual black woman sitting there talking to Mook or whatever, murder Mook right, like that, that conversation would have been totally different. Y'all hype these women to believe that they're better than us. So it's easy for y'all to take disrespect from black women. I mean, it's easy for y'all to let them disrespect black women because she's packaged the way you want her to. She just isn't the black woman. So I y'all would... made that mold. This is y'all bed. It's time for y'all to lie in that shit. And Murder Moot co-signed my belief in that. Because how dare, how dare, bro, you mentioned two women who came out and said, bro, we don't even speak about you. We don't even talk about you. Like she came out and talked and uh, Scotty Beeman and Karen Civil. Karen Civil and Scott and, and this fucking rat bitch ain't got shit to do with each other. Karen Civil is not you not even you can't even touch Karen Civil Lane. How dare you? And that's why Karen Civil came out and said, Bro, we have nothing in common. I don't even speak about you. I've been nothing but cordial to you. Because it's hard to bro, I've never seen somebody hate below them. And that's what Karen Civil's approach was. You can't talk about some how can you hate from outside a club you can't even get into? Niggas be hating outside the club a lot, though. Bro, while I'm sitting on stage pouring my wet on bad bitches. Like, you cannot compare. You cannot compete where you don't compare. All right, so back to my point, right? All right. Part of it's extrapolation, and part of it is the loud minority. So, 
again, I'm a see it to believe it type of nigga. I ain't never see. I ain't like. It's, it took the murder mook interview because I saw exactly what y'all were talking about with that. And first of all, sometimes you don't need to tweet through it. That nigga tweet tried to tweet through it and made the shit worse. And so, and you see that nigga like bending over backwards, laughing at he doing the I'm trying to beat laugh tour, right? Like you, everybody, every nigga knows that laugh is like mm-hmm. when the joke really don't hit, but you try to fuck, so you're like <laughs> that shit. It is appalling. And so how and black so, men will embarrass themselves to get to to get to. What it felt like with Murder Mook, and I don't mean to cut you off, was like he felt like caping for Yes Jules helped his proximity to whiteness somehow. Like it, like bro, it don't bring you no more closer to her. Like bro, we gonna get you some pussy. We have to, because if that's what you're willing to do to feel closer to that bitch of all people, like man. And so, so I talk about extrapolation, and I talk about the loud minority, and I think we get caught up in the two. I I look at stats and I look at majority versus minority. The majority of niggas don't aren't moving the way Murder Mook moved in the interview. Right. Or the way those people kinda you know, caped for Shorty. Right. And so as someone in that majority, when the term cause, cause you know, like black men do X, Y, and Z, and I'm like I don't do that. No, none of my niggas do that. And so the initial the initial reaction is like, I don't do that. None of my niggas do that. The majority of people I see don't do that. What the fuck? And so I think we talk about extrapolation because we look at those who do, right? Because niggas can't pretend no one does that, right? No one does that. I think it's the it's the loud minority that makes us all look bad. Because yeah. because because I I got an answer for the for the twelve percent. That fuck with this bitch. And I'm so, I'm, I'm trying not to use words. But, but who fuck with Shorty? And so I'm looking at it, because I'm looking at the timeline, and I, and I always say, like, I feel like I have a different timeline than most people, because I don't see no one really That's what I was saying. I don't see anybody, and even when I was going through, like, I said, all right, let me do my Googles on this hoe. Let me, let me see exactly who she is. And even when I went to Twitter, I don't see anybody who's a, a Yes Jewel stand. So, which lets me know that she really does get her name because I'm, I still don't know what she does. She's an interesting plant. So, and that's what I'm saying. Okay. Is Yes Jules... No, not even if. I th- totally believe Yes Jules is the type of woman who gets her name off of, like, black rage or black irritation or just getting a rise out of niggas, period. Because that's, again, clickbait. It's She's trending. Once again, we're talking about her. And leave LeBron so, out of this, man. Leave LeBron out of this. Bro, man, LeBron is a part of the Faithful Black Men Club. You know what I'm saying? He he trades all three of his wives very well. Rihanna, like, Savannah, and Beyonce. Like, leave that man, leave listen, that man alone. That man has had a rough 2019. He's going to miss a playoff for the first time since 2005. He hurt. He's still injured. He tried to A&R an album. He tried to do Spaceman. That man has had a rough 2019. Don't bring him into this Yes Jules nonsense. The shop is doing well. The shop and, is doing well. And, and Pusha T trying to, try to play LeBron. Like he, leave LeBron's name alone. Pusha T proves himself more pussy every day. Anyway, that's another topic another day. Um, But that's the other part. Like, bro, just she is definitely on the muted list. And I guarantee after this podcast is the last time, like, I'll ever even mention her, talk about her. Shout, out to, my, her. shout out to my brother, Jack Ryan B, because he posted a hoodie design that nigga 
I'm t- you, I know you listen to this podcast because you were a guest on this podcast. Just go ahead and make me that. Make make me that hoodie that you posted. So he posted. He was like, he was like the current like the current mark way of marketing is outrage us. So it's like he's like, why make a marketing campaign when I can just make an apology after the fact? And so, and that kind of says we touched on touched on this probably a couple episodes ago. Oh, I wear a small rombie, please. Um, Thank you. That black rage is the new marketing tactic. So, because again, impressions don't care for positive or negative; they're impressions. So when when Gucci does the uh, the new shit, the, the, the Burberry does, does, does shit. some dumb shit. You know what I'm when this designer and see the crazy thing is that this is how I know two things: a y'all know what y'all doing; b that y'all have nobody, no no one of color in your departments who are making these kind of decisions because there's no fucking way that those designs and these things are passing these many desks and these many eyes and making it on these type of platforms without anybody raising a fucking eyebrow y'all know what y'all doing and or it's possible that y'all do have the one or two but they're not there's not enough and they get outvoted and the other part about it is bro you are expecting you're you are outraging the same minority group of people who can't afford your product anyway so all you're doing is you're right, getting free publicity, free press, bro. My niggas wasn't wearing Gucci; they can't afford it right now. We're yeah, on our way. They was wearing Gucci. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like they had that one pair of Gucci flip flops from back when Future made thought it was a draw, and that's it. It's fine. You fake it to you. You not even fake it till you make it. Y'all got it. And you and listen, who am I to count anybody's pockets? But what I'm saying is that to buy this brand and enough in a way that makes you, you know what I'm saying, relevant or their target audience. It's not black people. But the attention, the culture, the the direction of which the the culture goes in, is influenced solely by black people. So uh, yeah, America, American culture is black culture. Period. Wait, listen, we got motherfuckers in China breakdancing. Oh, we got people in China knotting up their fucking hair. But listen, all right. Moral of the story is, man, like you have, we have to be black people, black culture. We have to be smarter because we are part of their marketing plan. We're just not. It's like I piss black people off. I piss, excuse me, people of color because the, the Kendall Jenner ad pissed everybody off. I pissed off these people. Their impressions go up. Their name goes up. They become trending. All they got to do is issue an apology, and boom, they 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 just got a free marketing campaign. Period. Or you know what? The other part about this yes Jules thing was that again, a white woman and a room full of black men bashing black women. I'm disappointed, but not surprised. Like. And I hate that I feel that way. But it also reminds me of the importance, and I really don't want to get, like, crazy hotepi here, but, like, the importance of black feminism. Because, again, like, it's an added layer as to why we as black women have to protect ourselves because we also have to protect ourselves against other women on top of all the other shit that we have to band together. So when I say that there are two different causes here, there are always two different fights. Because, yes, Jules is a part of the most protected class in America. I am of the least. And y'all want to couple this whole thing as feminism, and it's not. Black feminism will always stand by itself because of women like yes, Jules. So, that's my thought on that. Fuck her. (laughs) No cap. Like, honestly, I mean, I've told y'all, I feel like white women are dangerous. Um, They've always been dangerous. And so... I ain't got no holler for her. Even the white women that I consider, like, my friends, I sometimes have to check 
not and I don't even have a lot of those. But the white one that I have that I, I I know that they get it and they understand it is because they're willing to be coached and they're willing to understand and they can come to me with their questions. They have to come correct, but like they've always felt we have a an understanding here. But I definitely have had to check their privilege and make them understand that like at the end of the day you're a white woman. And if some shit goes down in these motherfucking streets, like they're going to they're going to protect you and harm me before you ever see anything that I have to see. So please don't ever get it fucked up. And the that concept is never going to be lost on me. Never. No matter how close we get, no matter how much I fuck with you, the concept of our ra- the, the difference in race and our racial treatment will never be lost on me in our relationship. And that that leave logic. <laughs> leave Dr. Miami logic alone. And just let her and just let her sail off to the sunset. Of you fuck call shit. her Logic Light, <laughs> bro. Yeah, she, uh, she she Logic with a BBL. Anyway, um, so my question of the day. Okay. You know, you know, it's hard for me because I, I I be thinking about taking a social media hiatus because I I feel like y'all just be it'd be toxic, but also to promote my podcast and stay up abreast on current info and uh, the live show that we're still planning. I feel like I need to stay on. Wait, it. you glossed over that. So wait, guys, but we'll come back to that at the end. I I, I know what I'm doing. So, uh, topic of the day, because you know, dun, 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 dun. and we we will say this and then start getting getting the fuck out of here. Um, is side pieces, side pieces are gender, is gender neutral. Um, the anthem that there's a side anthem that I'm gonna send Alex that she's gonna hear <laughs> after this podcast is over. Um, I can't wait. And so, and, and because the weather's warming up. We need to talk season's coming. And so I and so my question We was, need to talk season like okay, so we need to talk season for those of you who need like definite dates. Like a refresher. It's from now until April first. Really? Yes. Because the first day of spring is because we live in Ohio, so it could really very it's much It's gonna be snow. seventy degrees Thursday. Yeah, but it could very much snow by Sunday because we live in Ohio. So you know what I'm saying? Like that we're we're in this like this transition between restricted free agency and we need to talk, okay? Right, because restricted free agency is like, all right, am I re-upping? So I always give it to April first, okay? Um, after we need to talk, season is most definitely you decided not to be my man, my girl, so we are single, and I guarantee if you're not cuffed by the end of April, you're not gonna be cuffed until you're, December. Not d- d- revisit like, this conversation in, in like, October, like after Labor Day weekend. Because after Labor Day, niggas start seeing, like, I need to go ahead and get back right with Jesus. <laughs> I hold a lot this summer. I didn't drink all the Hennessy, stood on all the couches. Like My feet hurt. You know what my, I'm saying? Like, my all that hookah. Ain't good, ain't, ain't good for your body. It's not. So, so, so with, with that, so we're also in prominent side piece season because we need talk season. Also, everybody knows that you can't just re-up your hoes magically. You got to build them up gradually. Do you know like, how hard like, it like is? Like, when Kyle mm-hmm. was on, he talked about this. How hard it is to get rid of hoes. Hoes are like fleas. Sometimes you just, you got to gradually in steps. You it's, can't you can't quit hoes cold turkey. You, it's a 12-step program. <laughs> <laughs> and, so, and, so, and so with that, so side piece season. So, so my topic was, was A, my first question was, have you ever knowingly been beside peace? Yes. I have as well. And so, all right, so let's first, first, first. It's first. story time with Cal and Alex. <laughs> Sorry, so first so first question was, have you ever knowingly been beside peace? 37% of the people who responded said yes. 63% said no. And then the follow-up question was, 
have you ever found out your partner had a side piece? This was 50-50. Yes. So, uh, I, I don't be in relationships like that. So, um, yes. so yes, all right. Yes, 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 yes. So, the time I knew, I've knowingly been a side piece. The most recent time. I'll tell, I'll tell the story about the most recent Funny time. story. All right, so, all right, so boom. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm out. I'm out with the homie. And so, we are at Shucks, which is now 920 Ray Street, which is now Chalet, which is now whatever the fuck. Whatever it's the always going to be Shucks. Y'all got me fucked up. We at Shucks. Um, and my homie needs a wingman because he got something he trying to secure the bag for. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so, while he's securing the bag for Shorty, I just need to entertain the friend. And if you know me, you know I'm a very entertaining motherfucker. So, cool. Bet. Come on. I come in. See, Shorty. But I need to entertain. I'm like, she's actually cute, which is, right. you know, a surprise. But sometimes you entertain a friend who looks like Dr. Frankenstein. And you're <laughs> like, God damn it. Let's go. <laughs> That's when he buys you all the drinks for tonight. Is when you when he entertains the Shorty like looks like that. It's mm-hmm. like 21 Savage. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Niggas, it's a cold world, man. It's a it's a cold world. Cold world. <laughs> Shout out to 21, 21 bloke. Um, so I'm talking with Shorty, whatever, and she is Shorty's smart. She know the game, so mm-hmm. she was like, mm, "You try, you you're here to just you know entertain or whatever." I'm like, I mean, you, he needs a wingman, huh? I'm like, yeah, you know, we you know the vibes, you know the fucking vibes. So we dance or whatever. She's starting to film me. I'm like, and again, she cute. I'm drunk because. He's that's as the wingman. I'm not supposed to I, buy. Thank you. That is proper wingman etiquette. I'm not supposed to buy if my own drink. You though. are my fucking wingman, and I asked you to be my wingman. I'm supposed to be drunk off your tap. I have to pay for your liquor that night, and you, I feel like there's at least a three drink max because you're not gonna run my pocket. No, no, no. no but at the same time, I need to make sure you're drunk enough to keep Shorty entertained. Because if you're a proper wingman, if you're paying for, you should be paying for at least two of her drinks. Exactly. Basically, like it's, it's like it's like a, it's like a, a pay it for. You pay for my drink, so I can pay for hers. Period. So, I'm I'm drunk at this point. We we, we whatever. Cool. At the end of the night, or like, or actually, middle of the night, she she turned me like, I got a boyfriend, and I was like, Are you okay with that? <laughs> not that question. Not I got a boyfriend. I can't do this. Not I got a boyfriend. I'm like, Are you okay? Like, basically, like. I fuck with you, but I gotta. I'm contractually obligated to let you know I got a nigga. Now, drunk me, like sure, fuck it, I'm okay with it because again, I don't know this nigga. <laughs> Shorty, Shorty don't even live here. She just has some family here. She don't live here, so I'm like, I'm never going to see this man. And if I do, I could fight. So, <laughs> I can throw some hands. I can fight, and if I and if he beats me the hands, he can get stabbed. It's real. It's real simple. So I'm like, all right, cool, we fuck keep it. keep the pump in the trunk, Listen. that's a different conversation. So, end of night come, we don't have sex that night because, you know, she want to make sure, she said first time she want me to have it, she want me to make sure she's proper down there. I'm like, I ain't going to be mad at you. I, a, I What a queen. <laughs> a queen. What a fucking queen. She was queen. like, do you want to make sure she's proper down there? And I was she like, probably yeah. needed to get waxed. Proper, you know what? A, proper maintenance. She need the proper maintenance on the on the on the. You know what I'm saying? She didn't want to give you all day puss. Pussy to be marinating. You know what I'm saying? She want to with do the that. seasoning on it. You know what I'm saying? She didn't want to do all that. So I'm like, I I respect it. Get a number. We text him whatever. He's like, I'll be back next weekend. Blah 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 blah. blah. <laughs> Come on. Right, again, I don't. She give set a fuck. that date in advance. I, ma'am, I, she gave me a Google Voice number to, because she's sneaky like that. 
She gave me the trap phone. Because after I'm texting on the trap phone, then she texts me from another phone, like, this is my real number now. Say Finesse. Bro, gave me the trap phone at first because she didn't know. I could, I Which means you're not the only nigga. She was fucking me like <laughs> Okay, all right. She was feeding me like But here's the thing. Okay. Um... My bad. <laughs> Not me right here, no bad. But it was like, so, and this this was like a long, this was happy. This was like over several months that this scenario was working. Shorty lived there, beep. Because again, I'm not going to. Shorty lived a couple hours away. You know, so I had some family here. She didn't live here. She didn't live here. So, you know, she then, whenever she would, so it wouldn't be like every weekend thing. Because I don't, that's too messy for me. But if I'm a sign again, you live with your nigga in I the living room. I see you when state. I see you. I see you when I see you. Every time she'd come down, pull up, feed the kid. Because, you know. They like to eat, and it'd be good. And so eventually, I think we just kind of stopped talking to each other after like the last time we had sex, just on some not even on some like dramatic shit, just like we fucked and never hit each other up again. Um, but also, she wanted me to take her sleep more serious than I had the capacity to. Whoa there. So I met you when you had a nigga, mm-hmm. fucked you while you had that nigga. Right. And- Fuck, listen, listen. At at a certain point, wanted me to. Not have a condom because even with sex, the sign means you wasn't fucking your nigga, or or you just a nasty bitch. Even one of the two. Well, um, and both are possible because it's the evil world we live in. Yikes! So, um, so all of that, right? And okay. then, so mind you, she lives with this. She lives Woo. with this man. So what's your real situation? Questions that he answered, and all of that. So she over and we talking whatever. You know what I'm saying that's I, ugly. And so then she wanted me to, like, and she, but she knew, I think she's like, you're not really going to take me seriously ever because, like, how we met. I'm like, but I, I told her this. I told her, I was like, look, I'm not going to take you seriously as long as you live with the nigga. Like, if you if you move out, like, you actually break up, actually break up with the nigga, we can talk about it. But. Break up, you move out, and you're alone for at least six months plus? Maybe. Maybe. But I'm not going to take you seriously while you still come home to that nigga. Fuck no. Fuck no. Make it make sense. No, absolutely not. Come, come, come on now. Cause I, bro, I was born not yesterday. I was, I was born at night, not last night. Okay. And so, but that was the last time I was willing a side piece. And I was maybe, I was like early 2017. So, other, than, other than that, I was young and dumb and I was just like pussy, pussy. Like, in college. You the ben- and sometimes you want the benefits of the main nigga without the responsibilities of said main nigga. Main nigga got to listen to her problems. You just got to dick her down. It's real simple. So, in college, Alex was a wild girl. Um, That's crazy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Believe it or not. Um, <laughs> That's wild. Alex, wild? Nah. Who would have thunk it? Who would have thunk it? So, in college, um, there was this guy. Really, really, really liked him. And this is when I believed in really shooting my shot. Like, DM diving type shit. Cross, uh, uh, double back, crossover, crossover, crossover. Whoop, whoop, whoop. You know what I'm saying? Shoot, shoot, shoot. <laughs> so, um... I slid in his DMs, and I t- I think we were playing, like, this Facebook game back when that, like, was popular or whatever. And I was just like, I think you were so fine, but I just wanted to respect your situation. He's like, what situation? <laughs> I said, oh, and uh, what sound do birds make? And- <laughs> period. <laughs> yeah, the sound of bird makes was period <laughs> or cash at me. <laughs> um, So, yeah, it was bad. And... He came over to my on-campus apartment. I sit down, and you gotta, you gotta, you gotta show him some things. If if, you know, saying, "Listen, you can't be the sign and give average." Nah, 
Um, you got to give grade A sex to your side nigga. You have to. Like, you can't be the side and give you average. Have that's to. why, and that's why me and Shorty stuck around for so long because the sex was amazing. It it was absolutely amazing. You have to give like, grade A sex to your side nigga. Because I'm without a doubt. Why am I here? Um, and then there was this other guy. So I was living in Dayton at the time. I had like left Wright State. Um, moved to Dayton, and then like, ooh, I'm so glad there have been years passed since this incident because I'm pretty sure the statue of limitations. The statue of limitation on this is up, um, because I pray feelings aren't still hurt. But um, they probably are. But fuck it, fuck it. Um, so it's like 2012, and I moved back to Dayton. Um, and the guy was like, I knew he had a girlfriend, paying my rent. He was helping me out with kiddo. I put me on with a job, like. He was taking care of me. And I was just like, and you know, he's telling me, like, I'm going to leave my girl. I'm so unhappy. I never <laughs> niggas love lying. Niggas, niggas love that lie. And mind you, I'm like barely 21. I'm not even 21. Oh, so, you, so your head hyped. Hyped. I was like on my way to 21. And I was like, bro, I really out. Like, he really fuck with me. Like, you really love me out here. Like, like a young dumbass. Like a young dumbass. Bro, couldn't even walk your head through the door. Your head was so big. Like a young dumbass. And so, um, yeah, that's what happened. That's exactly what happened. Um, long story short, uh, your girl got caught up. Old girl found his phone, his messages. Um, didn't find the messages between him and I. Found the messages of him texting his line brother about me. Because, again, listen, all right. Y'all niggas gotta do better. And see, there's so many, it's like so many times I just like, because first of all, most women are the FBI. But no, but you know I got that phone call at 2.30 in the morning. Like, why the fuck are you da 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 with my man? You got came, you got came to as a woman? I definitely got came to as a woman. Uh-huh. And I wasn't quite a woman yet. <laughs> but you got came to as a woman. But they definitely came to me as a woman. And I was just like, Shorty, I don't know what to tell you, but this is what I'm telling you. Because you couldn't even act. You couldn't even act like you didn't know. You couldn't so even act course, like we had the Real Housewife sit down. Well, him, his girl, and me, like they all came to my house. Oh, we sat down together, and I sat. That's, in fr- a, ter- that's a terrible idea. And I sat in front of this girl and told her that I was in love with her nigga. I, okay, let, let me. You 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 weren't even 21 yet. Okay, cool. I had to remind myself of that because I was about to let you have it. But I've always been a bold bitch. Like, what you gonna do? Square up with me? I'm surprised you're still here. <laughs> <laughs> me too, nigga. <laughs> I'm surprised you're still here. Me Cause, too. Cause listen, if she had been, she would have been well within her right to grab a frying pan and try to light your ass. Trying to fuck me up. Um, yeah, but that was the last time I was ever in that position. Like be, willingly to be a side. Willingly in that position. Now, don't get me wrong. There have been times where like. I was dating a nigga, and I found out that his situation was deeper. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't just he was out here just casually dating a woman. Like, he had an actual woman at home. And then I cut you off because, again, clearly I've already been through the mess. Like, you live, you learn, you get love. I some like, women not ask me if I, had a, if I had a girlfriend until after they fucked me. And I'm like, should you get that information beforehand? But I'm like, it's none of my business. Uh, no, in these day and age, I like full disclosure. But you said because I didn't, but she, like, she waited to ask me. Like, literally, we were laying in bed. After we're done, she was like, you got a girlfriend? I was like... My favorite question now to ask these days is like, A, we're grown. And I have no reason to believe, because of how casual my dating life is, that I'm the only person you're sleeping with, like, at this point. Like, we we are fucking grown, okay? Um, 
But are you using condoms with the people that you're sleeping with is my favorite question to ask. And gauging your response and how fast it takes you to respond to me and how honest you are in this response to me, my nigga. Because my next question is going to be, okay, well, you know, I see that you and I have been a lot more consistent with sex. Why don't we go get tested together? I believe in, I don't believe that STD testing should be stigmatized. I don't know. Shit fucking happens. And also because, again, as we discussed last week, condom sex is like turkey bacon. And niggas can only eat turkey bacon for so long. If but I, you should probably get a physical before to make sure you're healthy enough to eat real, real bacon. You need to go get yourself. And I think a lot of it is that s- s- sex health care is health care. And stop stigmatizing it. Stop, like, for instance, and a lot of y'all don't know this, but they stopped testing for herpes willingly because of because of how common herpes actually is. They stopped testing for it. When's the last time you've been to the doctor and they said, okay, we're going to do your HIV, AIDS, you know, syphilis, herpes, all that shit, chlamydia. All that. Herpes isn't on that list anymore. I'm trying to think about that because I got tested not too Because on ago. my last pap smear, like, I, I was diagnosed with cervical cancer when I got pregnant with Braylon. And they test for it now. They have to. But... You know what I'm saying? So with me, I request it because I know better. But if you don't know any if better, if you don't know any better, you're not asking for it. Then they're not running that kind of test. Or if you don't have an outbreak, you right. know what I'm saying, or a reason to go get tested for it. Right. But nigga, you got you have to be careful. You have to be mindful. So yeah, like you have to be careful. So what I'm saying is that there is no stigma in getting tested. There is stigma about lying. There's stigma not being about knowing that you have a problem and not to getting yourself taken care you of. You niggas are nasty. Niggas is gender neutral because some of y'all women be doing this shit too. My nigga, I just said there's no stigma behind it. And you gonna call motherfuckers no, I'm, nasty? No, I'm, I'm, I'm not very nasty for lying about it. Like here's the thing, because when you're lying about it, you're, you're we talk about robbing people of choices. Right. You're robbing people of a ch- the knowing choice of the knowledge to make that choice for themselves, whether or not they want to fuck with you. You're not nasty because you have a, a, a STI. You're nasty for the fact that you know you have an STI and you're lying about it. Go get yourself tested and start and stop sleeping with people that you feel like you have to be dishonest about about your status. How grown are we really? And are we really ready for this kind of conversation? Because these are real unpopular opinions, by the way. Not that fake shit y'all be doing on social media. Honestly, <laughs> but y'all, y'all unpopular opinion, but like, unpopular opinion. Chris Brown would have been as talented as MJ if he didn't hit Rihanna. No, nigga, this is a very popular opinion. This is a very like that's that's a standard opinion. <laughs> like anyway, but I just feel like take some of that stigma away from it. Take be some open of that and honest. Be open, open and honest, and stop sleeping with people you cannot be a hundred percent honest with. If you, I, listen, the man that I'm currently sleeping with, I know if something was wrong or off about my pap smear, the first, bro, without shame, hey, I went to the clinic, this was off. Hey, I went to my OB and this was off. Or I'm going to go to the clinic because I don't feel well. Do you want to come with me? If you ha- It's about self-love. And it's not about feeling judged or misunderstood. Like, I love myself enough to be honest with me and the person I'm sleeping with. And that's out on that. I, like, I ain't going to belabor the point anymore. But be honest, be open, be transparent, and stop fucking lying. <laughs> Why are you always... Why are you always lying? Uh, oh, man. But um, quick, what's your quick unpopular opinion? Because we got to get up out of here. Ooh. My quick unpopular opinion is that straight men like dick more than, hetero, I mean, more than heterosexual women do. Y'all fetishize dick a lot more. 
Uh-huh. Make, it, make that make sense. Oh, like Boosie out here lusting over studs. Um, his fixation with gay sex. I'm waiting for Boosie to come out. I'm really ready for Lil Boosie to come out. And the fact that Lil Boosie is not uncommon in his fetishization of gay sex, it, like it's not uncommon. I've had gay, I've had straight men ask me what dick feels like more often than I, I'm pretty sure you're willing to want to hear about. I've had straight men ask me what dick feels like. And like a, a curious tone or like I'm trying to find out tone? Both of them. I wish you could see the look you just gave me. <laughs> Disrespectful. Um, my my unpopular opinion. Um, two, one, I know I know it's chivalrous to let to let the girl sit in the front seat when you. But nigga, I'm six five. And nigga, my legs don't fit in back seats that well. <laughs> like I be damn, I'm folded up knees to chest, and, and your little five foot two ass girlfriend act like she's six one now and won't and won't move the seat up. <laughs> but I mean, disrespectful. But my my real popular opinion is stop acting like you ain't got to teach people teach people how to treat you. I see a lot of people like a lot of memes of like, oh, one of these days you're not gonna have to teach a person. It's, it's mostly women who post this. You're not gonna have to be able to. You're not gonna have to teach a man how to treat you, nigga. Yes, you are. Because I believe every- in giving somebody a fair shot at getting it right with you. Like first and foremost, yes, you are. Because first, foremost, how asinine is it to expect every woman to be cookie, cookie cutter? Some some motherfuckers like shit. Other motherfuckers don't. There's a reason everyone takes for love language tests and posts that shit on goddamn Instagram because y'all y'all love different and y'all receive love differently. So how dare you expect whatever Mister Right you think is gonna bust into your house because y'all don't like going out and y'all don't like dating apps to just automatically use his mind power to figure out how to fucking treat your ass? Don't do that. That's disrespectful. You're going to have to at least guide the man that you are destined to be with not married because marriage is not necessarily the end goal for a lot of people my, I mean, that was that was my unpopular opinion um that but, was that was but, my second one but like you're gonna have to guide that person man and man or woman on how to treat you better because no one's gonna be able to figure the shit out just off rip real quick my second unpopular opinion is dating to i mean yeah dating to marry is a scam and it's gonna set you up for failure I'm dating because it's fun. I'm dating because, like, if my my quote unquote a lot of you more a lot of y'all are more open to non monogamous relationships than y'all think too. Because a lot of y'all also in non monogamous relationships. relationships. Y'all just don't know it yet. And that's my thought on that. We talk about that a lot of y'all are polyamorous and have no clue. But anywho, <laughs> y'all got mutual side. I saw a lot of people was like, yeah, like he was my side, nigga. I was his side. Oh no, the most awkward moment of my day was on Sunday when I saw two people post, like, their... No, Monday, excuse me. Two people post their Mayor Crunch Mondays, and it was the same nigga. And I know both of these women, and my ass was like, yo. I've never in my whole life seen that happen in real life, and I was shook. Yeah, yeah I just keep being messy and putting your drama on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. We appreciate you. It gives us content. It does. Um, but we're signing off, signing out. We are in the process of planning some really dope shit for y'all. Keep on the lookout for that. It may, you know, and when we announce the date, we are going to announce it and mean that shit. That's why we haven't announced the date yet. Um, signing off, Ali Nicole. It's your boy Sididi, a.k.a. Kyrie Kirby. We, we are out. I'm on tour, I'm going non-stop, my spot, you caught a vibe, shooting shots, why not, tell me the thank you want to do, baby, I'm gonna do it for you, I'm going non-stop, my spot, you caught a vibe, shooting shots, why not, tell me the thank